listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 302. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the have you had enough caffeine? Are you in a good mood? Is life treating you well? John Brownstone. I've had plenty of caffeine. Life is good and I'm in a happy place. Oh, good. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> this week, we're talking about something that we've definitely experienced in our non-kink life and we've come very close to experiencing in our mm-hmm. kink life and that is a burnout. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, so that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to keep doing this weird thing that we do on the internet in large part because of our kinky patrons. And we are so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can just join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so uh, before we get into today's topic, I actually have an announcement. It makes me feel all like both baby girl and very awkward. So today's topic on burnout, we're going to heavily rely on a book we read called Burnout. We'll get into that in a second. And I thought, wait, books. The book might appeal to people who like to read books. And also, what do I do with books? The vanilla Etsy shop that I kind of casually mention every so often in the most random times is book themed. It's called Book Dreams Shop on Etsy. It's all one word. It's a vanilla shop. It's very vanilla, but it's that's my face. It's Kayla Lords. It's I've got my that name is the owner. I didn't use my legal name. Um, and I've got bookmarks, many of which are made by JB because they're made from wood. I've got keychains. I've got blind dates with used books. I have stickers book Mm theme stickers. The stickers are currently on sale because I want to get through this current inventory and switch over to new stickers and add some designs and do some stuff and yay. So I thought since a book features heavily in today's topic as our resource (laughs) that might appeal to some readers. And so why not just officially mention Today's episode is air quote sponsored, whatever, it's our shop, uh, by my vanilla Etsy shop, Book Dreams Shop, all one word, description, link in the places, description box, show notes, you can get to it that way if you're even remotely interested. And if you're not, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, so there, I did the thing. I feel very awkward. I want to go hide in a corner. Don't look at me. Don't perceive me. It's a wonderful thing. Don't. Folks, it's a wonderful little shop. She, she's got some really... It's a little baby shop. It, it's a baby shop, but uh, it's, uh, it's got some really neat stuff on there. And I've got like a stack of fabric and a stack of other mm-hmm. things sitting on what, like behind JB where nobody can see uh, of more yeah. things coming. I just, yeah. So I'm, I'm working on the thing. And what, what was the name of the shop again? Book Dreams Shop. Okay. The link is in the places. There you go. Book Dreams Shop. Okay, so we're talking about burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Burnout 
happens in kink and in power exchange. It doesn't just happen at our crappy jobs that we're like, why are we here? That's right, because we like to mm. live in society and we need food and a roof over our head. Like that's where I think it's most common. Um, but one, a couple things I've heard from interviews that I've listened to with people who are kinky on some level where they mm -hmm. have said, oh yeah, I was in the scene real heavy at some point in my life and then I just burnt, I got burnt out and now I'm not really in that scene anymore. That kind of made me go, mm, this is a topic. And then <laughs> the day right, not right before Christmas 2021, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we have whined enough about our 2021, at least yeah. the back half of it. Like there was a lot. And leading up to the holidays, I personally was doing a lot of submissive things. I was doing a lot of business things. I was doing a lot of life admin for all the people in this house things. And I walked out to JB and went, I love you so much. And I am so happy to be your submissive. And I love the life that we are desperately trying to recreate here. However, I'm on the verge of fucking burnout and we've got to do something. And you did two things that I love. Mm -hmm. One, you completely validated me and you went, yep, I see it. Let, let's work on it. And two, you went, damn, me too. Um, yeah. And I'm no stranger to burnout in general. I have, I've burned out of a couple of careers. I've burned out of a couple of people in my life. Um, and so I recognize it when it's happening. I recognize it when it's coming on. Mm -hmm. um, part of my decision when we lost a big chunk of our income last year, not to immediately pursue other writing clients was because I was completely burnt out on that kind of work. Um, so I'm sadly very comfortable with burnout. Um, and now because I recognize a lot of the signs, I do my best to try to prevent it. Um, mm -hmm. Case in point, in mid-March, we'll take a week off as part of our, every quarter we take a week off of recording and doing things and try to just relax for a week in an effort to kind of stave off burnout from that's work related. So um, that's what got that conversation though, before the holidays, before my surgery, before anything, when yeah. life just got really hectic for a while there, um, started me on this, you know, wanting to talk about it because it was like an acknowledgement mm -hmm. that I love being your submissive. And also if you ask me to do one more thing, I may just have to lay down in the middle of the floor and cry. I cannot do one more yeah. thing. Um, and then ironically, we put this on the the schedule. We knew we were gonna do it. I knew what resources mm -hmm. I was gonna use um, to sort of feel like we could credibly talk about what burnout is and how to actually do something about it. Um, and just a few weeks ago, post Christmas, post my, I was mostly recovered from surgery. So I was kind of back up and around a normal level. Mm -hmm. And you and I had a serious conversation because you were on a verge or actually getting completely burnt out, not as a dom, but at, with your household responsibilities. Yes. Which is not about you being a, a the leader of the relationship and more about how we're each contributing to the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and in that conversation, we were able to pretty quickly make a couple of tweaks that yes, hopefully absolutely. have have helped and will continue to help. Um, well, you know, I, I actually hindsight is twenty twenty, Right. You know, and and I look back and actually sometime creeping up to December is kind of when I, I really was hitting the burnout limit. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, Forget the, the straw that broke the camel's back. For me, it was a lead pipe. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, it, looking back, it had kind of, I mean, there was a point there 
I I flat out refused to make any phone calls. Yeah, if you remember? That. I know, and I'm like, but we need to make these phone yeah. calls. And you went, eh, eh. I was it like, is not I, happening. I I am I am done. I'm over these fucking phone calls. I am not picking up another damn phone and dialing a goddamn number. I would like it to be pointed out that I probably have said the F word since, you know, I've said fuck since we started recording. Probably. I don't even think about saying it anymore. But JB beat me. Whether I've already said it or not, <laughs> nobody has said it with as much feeling as <laughs> JB. So, you know, yeah. And, and you know, with talking about the, the, the household chores and things like that, for those of you who don't know, early, early on um, – we negotiated because Kayla was so busy with her work. And you left your day job and you were kind of semi-retired while you built your woodworking yeah. stuff. Yeah. And and the the woodworking stuff for me at that at that point um was, you know, just kind of a a, a thing I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just did it whenever. So I took on the brunt of the household chores. I was doing laundry. I was doing all the cooking, you know, a, a good, a fair portion of the cleaning and, and that stuff. And now that has kind of shifted. I am spending lion's share of my day in the shop. Mm-hmm. And still trying to keep up um, your... Was still... Yeah, life admin, household chores. Right. The, you know, the, the one thing I've appreciated about our relationship... And um, it's the kind of, in this way, it's the kind of relationship I was raised with. It was not the type mm-hmm. of relationship I had in my first marriage or any dating situations before that and, you know, all this. Yeah. Is that we really do try to split the labor of keeping a household running and parenting um, as close to 50-50 as you can get. We rely on what each other is good at. Like, I'm good at keeping up with right. all of the appointments and, and getting people to where they need to be yes. and reminders, even though that can be overwhelming and anybody has to do it knows mm-hmm. that it is exhausting. And you tend to be really good at, like, you're happy to cook and clean and nobody's happy to clean. Well, you know well. what I mean? Like, you're willing to do that. I don't have to, like, arm wrestle you over it. I don't have to guilt you. I don't have mm-hmm. to go, what is happening here? I, you know, you're willing to do it. Now, where there are places where we're both like, yeah, neither of us wants to do it. We either flip a coin or we hire somebody to do it for us because <laughs> we have that luxury, sort of. Um, so that there was never any fighting over it. What I did not, it's so I felt bad about this after the conversation was because I knew I could get burnt out on cooking every mm-hmm. fucking meal every fucking day. And I knew I'd been burnt out on, uh, I currently was burnt out on the life admin stuff yeah. of keeping up with everybody's stuff. Um, just to kind of make sure things rolled smoothly in life. And weirdly, I was not at all, there was no pushback for me. I didn't deny it. But you telling me you were burnt out on all of those things and trying to keep your your work life going because mm-hmm. it had exploded. I didn't deny it, but I was surprised. I was like, oh, that's right. I'm not the only human being in the planet who can get burnt right. out. Certainly not in this relationship. Now, now, Oops. real real quick, I'm just, I just want to interject a question here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Define burnout. Um, Hold on. I'm going to use my resource. There you go. So, first of all, we got into the discussion and not following my notes like I try to do. I don't know why. I what? You have notes? have notes i have very like good notes this time so for this discussion on burnout which we are going to get past our nobody wants to fold laundry 
situation, which is actually true. Excuse, sorry. JB snorted. <laughs> that was JB. Um, and we are going to get into power exchange and, and all yeah. of that. But part of what was in my notes was to point out that um, I've had this book. It's called Burnout, The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle by Emily Nagoski and her sister, Amelia Nagoski. Um I've had this book for like two years and it's just been sitting first. It was in a box mm-hmm. and it was on a shelf. When I knew that we were going to do this um, episode, I wanted to read this because I figured one, I'd heard really good things about it. A lot of people who know I've gone through burnout a few times are like, Kayla, you really need to read this damn book. Um, <laughs> and two, I wanted to try to offer actual resources and maybe some concrete, here's a, some things maybe to do or to recognize about it. Um, so I'm relying heavily, heavily on this book, Burnout. Um, if you know you could go through it, even if you haven't gone through it yet, are feeling the beginnings of it or are deep in the middle of burnout and have been once, twice, 10 times in your life, I highly, highly recommend this. Um, the thing to know, there's a lot of good science. The authors make it easy to understand, easy to digest. They Mm -hmm. break it down in ways that just made sense to my brain. Um, but they acknowledge from the very beginning, they write this book through the lens of looking at women and anyone socialized as a woman. So you're not a woman, like you're non-binary, you're a trans man, but you were raised and socialized at some point in your life as a girl or a woman. They're talking about these, the specific ways that Mm -hmm. that can lead to burnout and some of the specific problems. I've already told JB, I'm like, no, no, you totally need to read it too. Um, I said, one, the science is good. The explanations are good about what to do about burnout, what causes burnout, blah, blah, blah. But also you might understand me a little bit better (laughs) if you read read some of uh, what we, uh, many women deal with. So just know that. So what is burnout? Let me see if I can find, I tagged very important things. Did I tag how they defined burnout? No, I did not. Uh, (laughs) Huh. I know I suck. So hold on. Okay, burnout is several things, okay? Okay. It's not just sort of one thing. I found it on the page. Um, It's emotional exhaustion, okay? Mm -hmm. The fatigue that comes from caring too much for too long. It's depersonalization, the depletion of empathy, caring, and compassion. Have, when you're in Mm. burnout, you're dealing with a thing you know that you, cared about it being done well you cared about doing it you cared about it, making it right and there comes a point you're like i do not give a fuck yeah. dude it's one you've run out of fucks yep. um and then the decreased sense of uh, accomplishment an unconquerable sense of futility feeling that nothing you do makes any difference the hamster wheel effect is how i sort of explain that like like you're running and running but you're never getting anywhere it yeah. is essentially if you have to try to boil down what burnout is it's emotional exhaustion yeah and sometimes it occurs in things that you don't want to do anymore you don't like you wish you weren't doing it it's an obligation it's a whatever um and that can be something you once enjoyed that you no longer do uh ask me how i feel about writing thanks um Mm. (laughs) even though i still do it um and it can also be things that you desperately want to care about and want to be doing i.e our power exchange i want to be deep in my submissive self but leading up Mm -hmm. to the holidays i was like i'm gonna need you not to ask me to do not a fucking thing because i couldn't make myself care it felt like it was just one thing on top of another my empathy was gone my 
my mm-hmm. sense of urgency about things was got, was dwindling. I could feel it dwindling. And what I didn't want to have happen was for it to go away completely. Yeah. Which somebody in the live chat asked about, okay, so how do you kind of know when you're on the beginnings of it and when you're in it? I'm sure that's a highly, highly personal kind of assessment. But for me, I know I'm on the, the I'm starting to get into it when it's like, I want to care about this thing. I actually do care about this thing, but I also do not care about it. I know yeah. I'm deep in it and at like swimming in burnout when it's the the reminder of actually I do care about this thing is gone. I, I don't, I don't care. I hate it. I hate every part of it. And there mm-hmm. are so many parts of our life where burnout can occur. We've experienced it with work. I know I have. Um, You can experience it with people. (laughs) Uh, If dealing with a person gives you emotional exhaustion, uh, depletes your (coughs) empathy, uh, and you feel like you're on the hamster wheel of life with them, I Mm. would say a person can burn you out. Um, So as a kind of imperfect definition of burnout, Part of it is, I think you kind of know it when you feel it, once you start learning about the concept, you go, oh, you mean I'm not supposed to have this constant (laughs) feeling of overwhelm, dread, existential crisis, futility, and not giving a fuck? Oh, that's not normal? No, actually. I mean, for me, uh, it was like, see, you, you, you liken it to a hamster wheel. For me, it was like trying to walk through ankle deep mud mm, yeah yeah e- everything just became a a, a slog and mm-hmm. you know i feel it in i'm stressed before there's a thing to be stressed about i'm stressed thinking about what needs to be done that hasn't even been asked of me yet mm-hmm. i actively avoid whatever it might be so let's relate it back to power exchange yeah when I was starting to feel it and I was thinking, okay, daddy has things he needs me to do. I have things I'm supposed to do because I agreed to do them and I'm not ready to renegotiate not doing them. But also there's parenting and that just never fucking stops. And also (laughs) there's work. And also we need to get scheduled for this thing for the house and that, I think the dishwasher was dying at the time. And like, there's just stuff. Right. And excuse me. I, recognized that I was dreading and feeling a certain level of anxiety, but also of just wishing I didn't have to do it, not caring for a moment, Mm -hmm. doing the things that typically make me feel most submissive. Like, oh God, he needs his fucking coffee made. Oh God, I've got to take my collar to him. Oh God, what do you mean I have to make the bed, unmake the bed? Do And it's stuff that I want to do. Like now that I'm on the other side of it, I got the, I got the several weeks of rest because surgery made me do it. Uh, <laughs> um, and things calmed down and I could kind of get a bit of a reset. Um, they're not things I want to not do anymore. But they yeah. were all bundled up in that moment as a submissive of, I've already got so much shit to do and I don't want to do any of it. It's too much. Mm-hmm. And it's for me in that one, it was the, it's never ending. For every task I can get completed and crossed off a list, Regardless of what column it comes from, there's always another one. And then yeah. as adults quickly learn, uh, the moment you have to go fend for yourself into the, in the wild, it's a bit like, what do you mean 
I have to think of what I want to eat for at least three meals every day for the rest of my life and probably 95% of the time prepare those meals every day for the rest. It's like that long chasm of it goes on forever. Mm -hmm. And instead of being like, whoa, we get to do this forever. You're like, I've got to do this forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, <laughs> that a, was the feeling you were, you were like that with your things. And I was to the point, Oh God, nobody better come to me and ask me to make another decision. I, I am done making decisions. Yes. Yeah. I, I've seen it from you a few times where the overwhelm, mm-hmm. it happened when your sister was ill several years yeah. ago. It happens when life, it's just too much for mm-hmm. a while. Um, I feel like personally, like me personally, 2021 was sort of primed for burnout because the big thing about burnout, according to the book Burnout, (laughs) links in the places, is that there's part of what happens is it's stress that never ends. And so the authors talk about the stress cycle and there's two parts to stress. There's the stress or the thing stressing you. In our case, losing a huge chunk of our income, you getting hit by a literal fucking car, the teenager hitting another car with our car and crunching <laughs> it all the bits. Like the stressors kept coming, right? Yes. That, that's yes. one part that one, you cannot control most of that. Life will come at you fast and it's gonna be stressful too often. Then there's the stress, which is the way we feel about it. And they talk in the book about uh, freeze, flight, those kinds of modes, how Mm. people respond Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. they get stressed. And it's a biological evolutionary thing of how to protect ourselves in the wild when a tiger decided to chase us or a lion was going to have us for lunch. And what would happen back in the day is that you would run from the wild animal trying to eat you And you would complete the cycle, which is what they call it in the book, of the stress, Mm -hmm. stressor and stress, of you would not get eaten. You would do the running so your body would get the physical momentum of dealing with the adrenaline, dealing with the fright. Hopefully you might have frozen and hopefully you hid. But if you survived it, whether it was a flight or freeze or whatever response, if you survived it, then there would be the relief and the acknowledgement that you survived it. You would probably go home to your village and be like, look, I didn't die today. And there would be love and hugs all around. Mm-hmm. And so that stress cycle would be completed. Sure. It came full circle. So Right. Yeah. So our bodies could understand on a biological, physiological level, we are now safe. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Part of it is just modern living. Part of it is how some of us deal with stress. What happens is a stressor hits us and we might be dealing with the stressor, the thing that's stressing us. And sometimes we're not because we can't because our stressor is our shitty boss. Our stressor is our lack of money. It's getting hit Mm. by a fucking car, right? What the author says, what happens is regardless of the stressor, we have to complete the stress cycle. We have to let our... Uh, evolutionary self know that we're actually safe. And you would think that, oh, um, not getting eaten would let us know that we're safe. No, because we've had the same, and they explain it way better in this book than I'm explaining it now. We have the same physiological response as if we saw a lion Mm -hmm. in the wild, but we're not physically doing the same kinds of things that we would have done. We're 
going, oh, it's fine. And we're mentally telling ourselves that and our bodies are like, no, the fuck it's not. So what they spent like the first chapter talking about was how to complete the stress cycle. Now, I'm gonna sound like a crazy person, but I cried reading this. And I cried because (laughs) I was like, for two reasons. One, one of my goals this year was to deal with my overwhelming levels of stress that I know are causing me all manners of issues. I don't know which issues, but I know it ain't good. And they give in the book a lot of the same advice that you see in any listicle article on the internet about do these 10 things to, you know, de-stress, right? But those articles are stripped of context because yes, physically moving your body, if you're capable of it, like going for a walk, that is good for stress. Mm -hmm. They did not mention it, but I did think to all the times people were like, you know, if you just have an orgasm, that will, that's a stress (laughs) thing, right? You'll, you'll be less stressed. Um, Getting more sleep, um, spending time with, you know, loved ones, like all these Mm -hmm. things we're told to do to de-stress, we never get the context for it. And what they explain in this book and why I cried was because they said, here's what you do when you do these things that are commonly uh, advised to help you de-stress. You complete your stress cycle. And so mm-hmm. you allow your body to know that, hey, wait, I'm safe. Even though, yeah, of course your mind knew, oh yeah, I dealt with a shitty boss. Oh yeah, money came in. Oh yeah, he recovered from the getting hit by a car, right? You're telling, your body is getting the message that your mind ha- hopefully has already gotten. And what I did appreciate about this book is they, acknowledge not everybody can physically get up and walk. So here are some things you can do if physicality is not an option. Um, they talked about um, one of the options to, to close the cycle was a 20 second hug with somebody you genuinely care about. Not the hug where you're leaning on them. And so if they let you go, you would fall or you, they're leaning on you. And if they let go, you know, somebody would fall. But one where you're, you're position is equals, you're bearing your own weight individually and you just hug each other for 20 seconds. Mm, Okay. They explain it way better, but basically something about that lets your brain know I'm safe and I'm loved. And so the sort of monkey brain that got all riled up when the stressor hit goes, oh, okay, we're clearly going to live through this because look at us, we're happy with our loved ones. We've made it out the other side. It shifts the brain's gears. Right, which, if you're in a partnered relationship and you know, y'all are okay with hugging one another, that is, that was like an easy one. I immediately went up to you and was like, oh, let's hug. And I told you why, I was like, let's <laughs> hug. And I, did, I felt closer to you, it was a nice intimate thing. Mm-hmm. Another one they talked about was a six sec, holding a kiss on lip to lip for six seconds. They did not mm-hmm. reference tongue action. They said not the quick little pecks, but literally yeah. keeping your mouths to, each other for six seconds can also do it. Um, They talked about for people who cannot physically get up and do a physical uh, action like walking or running or whatever sport you like to do, mm, sport ball. Um, They were like in a comfortable position, laying down, sitting, whatever. If you clench and release each muscle group in your body individually, Mm -hmm. like start from your feet, work your way up, um, that bit of action does the same thing Hmm, um, as like doing physical activity. So all that advice, the internet keeps screaming at us about how to de-stress, there's actually a reason for it. And part of what gets us burnt out is that we get stressed, rightly so, Mm -hmm. our brain goes, oh shit, we're stressed because all the chemicals are flowing through the body because we're stressed. Don't ask me which ones, read the damn book. And, 
And then we don't do what something that tells our body and our brain, wait, okay, the thing that I thought was gonna kill me is clearly not gonna kill me. I'm safe, I'm, you know, my body is physically safe, right? Um, and then what happens, they say in the book, is that builds up and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. So I don't think looking at the things we've talked about from 2021, anybody would be surprised that by December, one or both of us weren't fucking burnt out. That was a lot to go through. Yeah. But in a way, had we known to do certain things to let our body know, wait, you're not actually being chased by a lion anymore or the right. Geico person giving you a, sh you know, the wrong check or whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever your lion looks like. Um, we would have had to deal with stressors. Those are facts of life. Can't do anything about that most of the time. Those have to play out the way they play out. But our body would have known to release the stress and it wouldn't have built up. Because right. what they're saying is based on the science and read the book, stress builds in your body, which is why it then has <laughs> such a negative impact on health and and other and men mental it, and it, physical health. It's almost like it feeds on itself. Right. It's a, it's a vicious cycle. Yep. Exactly. So that's part. And I think for most of us, that's where we recognize a lot of burnout coming from. The mm -hmm. more, the longer term you're dealing with a set of stressors or just new ones coming at you all the time, the, the more overwhelmed you become in general. It's too, mm -hmm. I said it many times last year, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. And I think that to actually bring it back to power exchange and kink, I think this can happen in a few ways. For us, it was outside non-kink stressors that just had an impact on us overall. And so that bled into our power yeah. exchange. Everything else was happening to us. And I'll even say this, in the middle of the things happening to us, I wanted to make sure I was still being a you know, really good submissive and that mm -hmm. our, our dynamic was not touched by anything. And so I tried, not always consciously, but, but sometimes I was very aware of what I was doing yeah. to go, okay, everything else is shit right now. I've got to maintain the submissive routine. I've got to keep doing the things I do because this is our one moment of, yeah. nor is it normalcy, normality? What One of them's not really a word and I don't remember, but this is our one way to be normal, to feel normal yeah. when the rest of the world is burning down around our ears. I don't mm. wanna let this go. Unfortunately, by trying to maintain that pressure on myself while the world was well, on fire, yeah. remember, we're talking about a lot of things that happened to us personally in 2021, but since 2020, we've all been in the plague. I mean, except for the people who've decided it's not real and never took precautions, but the rest of us have been dealing with a plague. Mm -hmm. That is stressful. That's a lot. That's uprooted and upended a lot of parts of our lives and you can't get away from the stress. You in 2020 going into 2021 were really struggling with that. Yeah. So str struggle with that sort of mass stressor that we're all going through. Don't complete the cycle of the stress and then add the dumpster fire that was the mm. second half of 2021. I'm amazed you didn't run into the street, stark raving, mad, naked, screaming your full <laughs> head off. I'm done, I'm fucking done. Somebody else make a decision, I'm out. Yeah. Like it would have been understandable. Mm -hmm. So for me, the burnout in our power exchange was not because something was wrong with the power exchange. There was too much outside pressure and I was right. not giving myself grace to go, there's a lot. 
there's a lot. Something's got to ease up. And here are the things I can't ease up. And, and that's and what it is. here are the things is. we could ease when, up when and you, we never when, did. When you get to that point, mm-hmm. you're kind of looking at, you know, not that our power exchange isn't important to us, but you're like, oh, you know, I, I just can't right now. That's going to get put to the side. Right. And I tend to feel, and this is where the part of the book that talks about for people who are raised as women and socialized as women and some of the shit we carry. I feel a lot of guilt from that. I'm like, but this is my obligation. This is what makes us submissive. This makes Mm -hmm. you happy. Mm -hmm. And I want to make you happy. I want to, you know, there's another thing in the middle of high stress situations where whatever that stressor is, that's upending parts of your life it can feel like things that you enjoy or that make you feel good or that feel normal like power exchange for us are being taken away and there was a bit of i don't want Mm -hmm. all this shit to take that away from me and so i was like i'm gonna push through i'm gonna push through the best thing that could have happened to me was being forced to sit my ass down for a few weeks because i had surgery sure because i had permission from a doctor Mm-hmm. from my daddy from my body and from my mind to go you physically cannot do these things it's yeah. okay now here's the problem i have with that i should not have to undergo major surgery where literal organs are removed from my body to give myself permission to sit the fuck down and you know that that's an interesting thing and i and i just made like a a, a correlation mm-hmm. maybe you know it's easy to talk about um, you know, self-care or aftercare mm-hmm. after a scene. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't begin and end there. It's needed at other times. Absolutely. Absolutely. As well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I think you get so busy with with life as it is, you know, let's face it, things things get hectic. And, you know, you get overwhelmed and you're like, oh, well, you know what? I don't need to sit on the sofa and just read a book or, or, mm-hmm. or watch a movie or, you know, take a walk in the park today. I got all this stuff to deal with. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. If gotta, I stop, then I'm not solving the problems and dealing with the stressors right. and we're still poor mm-hmm. and the house is still a mess and the insurance company didn't get caught. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. you. I feel so, you. So, you know, and, and yet... It's those things of the self-care right? Self-care, that helps you. Self-care has turned into this buzzword that's supposed well, to mean bubble baths and, you know, yoga or something. And if it if that is feels like self-care for somebody, go for it. Self-care is literally taking care of ourselves. We talked about this. We did an mm-hmm. entire episode on self-care. Uh, I cannot give of myself if I am empty. Right. right? If I've got nothing in the well. There's nothing for me to give the rest of the world. And what happens, another way I might describe burnout would be that that well has run dry and you're still trying to give. (laughs) And sometimes the well runs dry because we're used up by ungrateful people. In this case with power exchange, ungrateful partners. I've in a non-kink way, absolutely been used up by people because I gave and gave and gave and they took and took and took. And I did not give myself permission to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not receiving. And also I'm not taking the time to refill my own well. Right. Um, but self-care is literally just taking care of yourself. Self-care is I remember to take my meds today. Self-care is 
I went to my dominant partner and went, look, I love everything about being a submissive, but right now I am so overwhelmed by everything else. Can something be loosened up, right? Mm -hmm. The same is true. You could have come to me and you kind of did on the household chores, but you as a dominant could go, I love being a dominant. I love our power exchange, but there's too much right now. And I don't yeah. think I have it in me to make another decision. What can we do about this? I think if, if you're in that situation within your power exchange and you recognize that the power exchange is not what's draining you, but you're so drained, you have nothing to give to right. the power exchange. I don't think, I think personally, the best way to start that conversation is to acknowledge how you're feeling and what's gone wrong. And then instead of saying, this is what I want to do, especially from the dominant, because submissives were going to be more prone to go, okay, even if that, if what you want is not the exact best solution, mm -hmm. to state the problem and then go, what can we do about it? Like, what, what are you willing to do? What am I willing to do? Let's like sort of do a mini negotiation here and find right. how we can recognize that we're still definitely committed to one another. We'd still want this power exchange, but something's got to ease up. Yeah. That conversation when we've had it again, not about kink, but about the other parts of our lives ended up being something like, okay, so what is it that's the most draining? What is it that's the hardest to get through? Where are you mm -hmm. struggling the most? Because in burnout, especially like it talks about that dread and that hamster wheel and that like, you've started, the day has started and you already don't want to do any of it, right? Whatever it might be. I have found that what will happen to me when I'm in burnout is everything feels overwhelming. And I say, I don't want to do any of it. But when I have to pinpoint the thing or the couple of things that are mm -hmm. the worst, if I can make those go away, everything else feels a little bit easier. Because really mm. there's, there's the crux of what is your stress? What is the thing that feels overwhelming? What is just the thing you just cannot? And then anything else that comes, that's on the periphery of that, that is also lumped into what do you need to get done? It all becomes this one mass of, I can't do any of it when really there's a, a few specific things. Cause you were like, I cannot do housework at all ever again. And I went, well, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. That's not going to work. But what is the thing? If you could make it go away tomorrow, you'd be like, take it. Mm -hmm. And we, that was how we had that conversation. And then we worked through it from there. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that for those like us who are burnt out and the burnout is fucking with your power exchange. That's kind of how we approached it. But I think we need to talk about the fact that it can be your kink life or your power exchange that's burnt you the fuck out. Because the nature of the dynamic of somebody is in charge, oh, I bumped the mic, somebody is in charge and somebody somebody follows and, and mm -hmm. gives up certain level of control, that that can lead to burnout. I don't think it does sure. like all the time. I don't think it's like irreversible. Um, the ways I can kind of see it happening, especially in power exchange, would be <laughs> the folks who jumped in with both feet and decided on day one, you wanted to do all of the things. <laughs> so trying to yeah. do all of the things in power exchange, however you define all of the things, which is usually with most newbies, a laundry list of activities. Um, that's a lot to do on day one. There's a lot of learning, habit changing, refiguring out how you move through the world with this list of things you do or don't do anymore. The, this list of things mm -hmm. you take control over or give up control. That's a lot. 
And the quickest way to stress yourself out is to try to do all the things all at once Right. And then add, if you have any level of perfectionism or, you know, extremely high standards you're trying to meet and very little self-forgiveness or forgiveness of a partner, like I have high expectations. Well, that's lovely. I happen yeah. to be a human being who will fuck up. So lower the fucking expectations a bit, right? Like there's a, there's a reality between I have high expectations, so do everything perfectly. And I have high expectations, so I want, I will push you to be your highest and best self, but also I recognize that you're human. Like... Some people live too far on the, I'm trying to live this ideal. And so you will do it all perfectly. Cause look, I wrote it down. It's in this great Google doc for you. Why aren't you doing all the things? <laughs> so can our power exchange relationships be part, be the reason we're burnt out? Absolutely. Yep. I've also seen, I see it from a submissive perspective. I'm sure it's happened to dominance. I have no doubt it's happened to dominance, but I've seen a lot of submissives who go, through one bad relationship after another. First it was sub frenzy, then they missed red flags and they were just lied mm -hmm. to. Somebody knew the right words to say. And it was bad dom, bad dom, bad dom, bad dom. And they're like on number five and they're like, fuck this shit, I'm out. This is too much. It's the same thing. Um, every time I'm in a Groundhog Day situation, the, I, mm -hmm. no, I, I, I can't do this anymore. And one, <laughs> I think that's a little bit of self-preservation if you are back to back to back to back to back in really shitty, shitty relationships, I would recommend taking a break because maybe there's something else you can be doing. Maybe you're repeating patterns and that's a thing mm -hmm. to be worked through and for other reasons. Sure. But if all you ever do is have high stress situations that don't then don't even end well in your kink relationships, hell yeah, you're burnt out from it. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, the... Uh, other way I can see it, and I, was it the Margaret Cho interview I listened to? There was an interview I listened to and it was a king, a person who is absolutely kinky, but they do not do the life, they're not in the lifestyle part of it anymore. Okay. And part of that was because they were so into it at a certain point in their life that they just couldn't, it, it became its own, almost like its own expectation and its own hamster wheel. There was always mm. a new thing to learn, a new piece of gear, a new person. There were disappointments. There were, you know, negative parts of the community and it was constant and overwhelming. And they got to a point where they kind of woke up at some point and went, ah, this, uh, I'm dreading mm. it. I'm having that yeah. feeling of dread before we've even done the thing. I'm thinking about it and I'm dreading it, which is absolutely a sign of burnout. And so they're like, I'm definitely still kinky. I'll still do some kinky shit, but no, I'm not you know, being in the middle of the lifestyle part isn't necessarily for me. Yeah. And so I think most people would find it hard to believe that I'm totally kinky. It's my identity. It's my favorite thing to do. It's my hobby. It's however you define kink for yourself. And you love it. And you're like, this is great. This is fulfilling. But also, wait, it can be a source of burnout. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I want to look at my notes because while we've talked about the stress and exhaustion of what can cause burnout. Mm -hmm. um, two other things they talk about in the book about what causes burnout and that I have absolutely experienced and I can definitely see parallels in power exchange and kink. So there's hmm. the stress and exhaustion, right? A lot coming at you and you can't keep up with it and you're stressed out and you're exhausted and their solution is complete the fucking cycle. Like do something for your body yeah. so you can tell your 
your biological self. No, 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 we're safe. It's yeah, fine. The lion good. is not chasing us. Giving you all clear. Right. <laughs> we survived another day. <laughs> um, another thing that causes burnout, and this has absolutely fucked with me, is not feeling appreciated or respected. And guess what happens in power exchange relationships all the fucking time? One person mm-hmm. or another does not feel appreciated or respected. From the submissive perspective, if I'm busting my ass to do this laundry list of things and to take care of you and to do things that make you happy, that we have agreed upon and it's negotiated, not the, I just decided this is how I would serve and I didn't ask you if it's what you wanted. We've done that episode as well. Uh, But we've talked about this and I'm trying to do it and I wanna do it and you want me to do it. And I never hear a thank you. I never, receive some good feelings in return. Like there is a camp of people out there who are like, well, if you want to do it, you shouldn't do it for the thanks. I don't serve as a submissive so that JB will tell me thank you. I do it because it's important to me, because I want to make him Mm -hmm. happy, because it's a way that we relate and communicate and connect in our power exchange. How the fuck ever? If you never appreciate the fucking thing I do, eventually I'm not gonna wanna do it. What the fuck is the point? Like my own love of doing the thing only carries me so far. Eventually I'm like, but do you care if I'm doing it? Because that is important to me. And we have talked a couple of times about gratitude and the importance of it. Uh, The same is true for doms though. Doms are not kink dispensers. Doms are not there to just make our submissive fantasies a reality like they have their own responsibility you take you carry and take on a lot of risk yes as a submissive and a bottom i take on the risk of you're gonna hit me with a thing and i could get hurt from that but you take on the risk that oh shit i might hurt you sure and so we have found it is very important in our relationship for me to go that was a great scene thank you for doing that that was what i wanted like whatever i need to do so that you get your sort of gratitude cup mm-hmm. refilled from time to time of reassuring you that I appreciate this. I'm glad right. you did it. Um, it, it doesn't make Sam Hill bit a difference which side of the slash you're right. on. You, you both need that. Think about this. If part of burnout is, a, is losing the empathy that you have and the care that you have of the thing you do, there are lots of reasons that can happen, but one mm-hmm. of them is nobody fucking appreciates what I do anyway. I had a really good fucking career working for a kind of fucked up company (laughs) management for all is very fucked up, but it was a good career. I could have gone on to make some serious fucking bank and that place used me the fuck up. I think if you haven't yet had a job where your job used you up and spit you out and you were a dry husk of your former (laughs) employed self, then you might not know, but anybody else knows like, Bosses do this all the time. Businesses do this all the time. It's that in my experience, it was, oh, you're capable of doing these four separate jobs and you will absolutely kill yourself because you're a people pleaser and we will take advantage of that. Uh, And we don't have to give you more money for that or we don't even have to say thank you for that. Or we'll say thank you at the company pizza party where everybody gets the pizza, but we'll for half a second acknowledge you over there doing four jobs. I would never go back to that type of work. And I actually really enjoyed that type of work. That type of work informed some of what I do now. 
Couldn't pay me. I don't care. Six figures my ass. Don't give a fuck. Not working there. They used me up. My burnout was so deep that mm-hmm. I went, why, well, yes, I will. I still technically, because we hadn't moved in yet together, a single mom of two who has never not had a paycheck in her adult <laughs> fucking life will go, fuck all y'all. I got to go and go try to work for myself because it couldn't be any fucking worse than what they did to me. Yeah. Lack of... I think many of us, especially if your burnout comes from work, many of us can absolutely go, yeah, I know what it's like to not feel appreciated. Hmm. That's a thing that contributes to burnout. And in power exchange, in kink, if you, I don't care if it's a one-off kink scene, you're probably never going to play with this fucker again in your life. When you're done, if they did a good job, if you are happy with what happened, acknowledge that. Let them know. Like, you might have some criticism, like, in another part of a debrief conversation of, oh, here's a thing, or, oh, Mm -hmm. here's how things could have gone better. Yeah. But if they did the good job for you, they did the thing, go, thank you for that. That was great. You did a good job. I really appreciate that. It's true in power exchange. It's true in kink play. When you don't feel acknowledged for the effort you put in and the thing you're trying to do, no matter how imperfectly, you don't want to do it anymore at a certain point. And, and, you know, someone made, made the point in, in the live chat about how could someone not say thank you. <sighs> and, you know, it, it, it comes down to a simple little thing, and I think we've all been guilty of that at one point or another. It's easy to take things for granted. Yes. Okay, especially the small things that you don't think about. Mm-hmm. You know, she makes my coffee. Mm-hmm. sets up the coffee pot for me every night for the hot coffee. Um, she makes my iced coffee every morning before I go out to the shop. She does it's coffee service. I'm a coffee slut <laughs> and a submissive. Right. So, you know, and and it's one of those things that she has done now at this point for so many years in our relationship. You know, it'd be... Yeah, okay, coffee's there, the coffee's there, the coffee's there, you know, day after day. And it, it could be very easy to get to that point of, you know, yeah, okay, there, and, and off you go with your coffee. You come to expect it. It's right. there every day. Every day. So, the, so then that's the worst part is the one time it's not there, it's like, where the fuck is it? It's like, right. oh, you only notice. <laughs> the, the time that it's not and, and you don't say anything, you know. I, I, I do try not to, not that I do it every single day, but because then it kind of goes the other way. Right. It's too much. It, it, it loses it, meaning. It loses meaning. Mm-hmm. But I, I do try every so often to make a point to acknowledge my thanks to her for doing these things. And here's the thing I want to point out that was part of the discussion when I was feeling the burnout coming before the holidays. And I think this is anybody who is geared towards acts of service, which absolutely doms and tops can do and do as well. When you are geared towards serving a person you care about or a job you care about or a situation, whatever, I have found in my experience, I seek out ways to do things that are important because if nobody's doing them, you will definitely notice, but are Mm -hmm. small enough that they go unseen. A lot of things we do for the people that we care about will go unseen unless we actually point it out. And some of us have been socialized to not point it out, which that's, I'm learning that's just stupid. Like just fucking point out the thing you did sometimes. Uh, Oh, and the Hum podcast listeners is our fan in the background. It's warm in here. So 
what I found when or realized when we when I was telling you I am on the verge of fucking burnout mm-hmm. was I was had to stop and make you listen to me because you you were supportive but a little dismissive like yeah aren't we all and I was like no 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 let me count the ways for you yeah. that I am doing stuff that you literally are not having to think about so it's not that you weren't that you didn't appreciate me and we have an unhealthy relationship. It's that I was doing things without being asked, without really explaining myself Mm -hmm. that I was doing these things to make sure they happen. They were just kind of magically happening and a lot (laughs) of life happens that way, it seems, when it's being done on your behalf. Um, And when I started pointing out, here are all the things I'm taking care of. One, because even when they're not assigned tasks as your submissive, especially a service submissive, I want to take as much of a load off of your plate mm-hmm, as I can. Mm-hmm. And so there will be things I will do that you don't even know need to be done. You just know that they seem to happen. Yeah. And by the time I hit that burnout point, I was like, oh, we're going to sit down and talk about all the things I'm doing. Right. I actually had to overcome the struggle that is absolutely talked about in this book, burnout, um, of feeling like I should not draw attention to all that I do because that's like bragging or that's, mm-hmm. you know, pushing myself forward in a way that I shouldn't. But I was like, how the fuck is he gonna know if I don't say anything? And how am I gonna get any not a mind reader. if there's not gonna be any let up or help if I don't say something? And thankfully I had all of our years in our relationship of our good communication habits to yeah. pull from and go, I'm gonna fucking say something. Um, so yeah, the not being appreciative or showing gratitude, one, it can be a, wrong-headed thing of, well, I'm a dom, I shouldn't have to say thank you. Like, if that's how you're moving through (laughs) life, I'm gonna need you to get rid of that thought real fucking fast. That's the obvious, like, potentially unhealthy thing that happens. But then there is the, oh, this happens every day and I just forget, I just kind of take it for granted. And if you take everything for granted in your relationship, that's probably going to be an unhealthy relationship very quickly. But it's also a very human thing to just get used to stuff and forget that, wait, I haven't really acknowledged this in a while, have I? And that's both sides of the slash. But then there is also in power exchange specifically, any relationship goes through this, but hi, we're kinky here. Either side of the slash goes, I'm going to take care of this, fill in the blank with this, mm-hmm. because it's important to my our life, my partner, how I see my role in this relationship, whatever, whatever. And I'm not gonna mention that I'm doing it, but then look, it's done by magical. And if you don't mention it, and they maybe don't notice it's happening because it was never brought to their attention, you thinking about, like, let me back up. Me thinking about every place a child or one of us needs to be at any given day, at any Mm. given time, that's not something I would go to you and go, hi, I'm keeping a massive calendar and I actively write down all these things or put them in my phone or whatever to keep up so I know where everybody is at any given moment. That never occurred to me to tell you that you do not have any practice doing that for no. partners or children. And so neither of us thought to ask the other one. And so a thing was going unappreciated because it wasn't even on our radar to talk about. But if you're in burnout, you got to start talking about the shit where you can pinpoint nobody, nobody ever acknowledges I do this thing. Okay. 
is it because they're a shitty person or because you're not talking about the fact that you're doing it. You're just making it get done by magic and it looks magical. It, it does looks look like magical. It's just the flow yeah. of life. Well, that's because I'm fucking good at what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I take I take a little bit of pride when it looks magical. I know. Until I'm doing too fucking much and I'm like, it's not fucking magic. It's not. I need somebody to notice I'm doing a thing. But then other times I'm like, but don't perceive me. It's complicated. And then the um, the final thing that leads to burnout or is mm-hmm. part of burnout is feeling like nothing you do matters. Oh, yes. That, uh... And I think many of us who've had a working life can relate this to work. How many times have we done the same goddamn thing over and over again and it doesn't matter to anybody? Or the 95 times you did it perfect right never got acknowledged. And the one time is when your boss makes it a big fucking deal. Let me equate that to power exchange for you. If you never notice when I do a thing well and seamlessly and flawlessly to the point mm-hmm. it looks like magic. So then therefore you cannot acknowledge it, appreciate it, whatever. And the only time you notice a thing is when I do it wrong. I'm gonna not wanna do that fucking thing at all. Because mm-hmm. if the only time we're talking about what I do is that one rando time I got it wrong, that's a problem. Also, if part of your interaction with the world, in this case, power exchange, mm-hmm. is maybe to pr- solve a problem. You were put on, like there's a problem in the relationship, there's a problem at work, right? And you gotta solve it. And you come up with a solution. You come up with 85 solutions. And you're like, here, let me present this to you. And it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't change yeah. the outcome. We're still doing the same shit, still having the same argument. What You're gonna go, well, why the fuck did all that effort even matter? Yeah. In a power exchange, in a relationship, if I come to you, thankfully we haven't had to do this, with a problem, mm. like I'm, I'm feeling a way or I don't feel like we're communicating about something and I want us to work through it. And we have the conversation and all the right words get said by both sides, but nothing ever changes. What the fuck are we doing? I'm gonna feel like nothing I do matters. Right. It's either not acknowledged or it's only acknowledged when I fuck up or when we try to actively deal with an issue, nothing actually changes. And everybody who's ever been in a relationship is, especially if you ever had a breakup, you've been here, you've, you've had this moment. In power exchange, it's gonna lead to burnout if you keep trying to push forward mm-hmm. on the relationship. Now, here's the thing. If nothing you ever do matters, you get no gratitude or appreciation. You're made to feel like shit the one time there's something wrong. You know, you have the same conversations with no changing results. One, if you're not burnt out, you're fucking saint. And two, I'm going to ask, why the fuck are you in this relationship? Because none of it sounds good to me. Now, I think previously good relationships can go through really rough patches where everybody gets hyper-focused on their needs and themselves and they forget that, wait, this is a partnership and we're a team, hi, we've done that conversation too. And you can work through it all eventually and get back to a better place. But if your power exchange starts here (laughs) and this is what's quote normal, I just wanna know why you're here. Our relationships are not supposed to stress us out more times than they don't. Like mostly they're supposed to be Yes, there's effort, there's work that goes into it, but it's work you wanna do. Mm-hmm. This is just like a job. I can do a hard job. I can work my fucking ass off for not even a lot of money. Ask me how I know that's called this life we lead right now. Yeah. 
But as long as I feel like it matters, I'm getting somewhere, it's appreciated, like all these good things, mm-hmm. I can keep going. I can right. do that in a relationship. Because your, your relationship, like you said, shouldn't be a stressor. It, it should be more of a safe place. Right. And so, yes, stressful things are going to happen. And you're going to have right. to work through it. And your own, like gunk from your childhood and your baggage from previous relationships and your bad tapes and all it's gonna fuck with you and you're gonna have to work through it but when it's a relatively healthy situation you might not want to work through the problem because that kind of sucks but you don't mind having to put in the work if you go from a relationship where you didn't mind and you're like this is mostly good and now you're fucking dreading it you got to deal with it but if you start with a relationship and you dread it from it like what are we doing here what are we doing Mm-hmm. Um, so I have ranted, um, two things I want. I do want to talk t- about briefly how you deal with burnout a couple of mm-hmm. from the book, from the book, from the book. But I do want to real briefly touch specifically on how burnout or near burnout did impact our power exchange. Yeah. Prior to me saying it, but us living through what I was clearly going through, burnout, and then you being like, yeah, me too. How do you feel like it it affected us? Um, it affected us on a number of levels. Our communication between our each of us oh, went, taint. Fucking went taint. yeah, it, it, it was in the gutter and not in the good way. Mm-hmm. Um, we were snippy <laughs> with one another. Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, speaking for myself of this, um, because of everything that was going on, I, I was tired. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, the exhaustion during burnout is no fucking joke. And, and it's like, I, I just wanted to, I, I need to rest. I, I, you I know, need to be I've left done, the fuck alone. Just I let leave, me be in my own little world. And, and almost kind of, to a certain extent, withdrew. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know you did. <laughs> Yeah. I know you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kept going, how come you never sit on the couch with me at night anymore? How come you just stay on your computer all night? Where are you? Where are you? Hi, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tend to get snippy. I get very frustrated over what I have to do. I feel mm-hmm. very overwhelmed by what I have to do yeah. because my brain is already going, you don't want to do this. You're fucking exhausted and it'll mm-hmm. never end. And so that creates a certain level of anxiety in me and then my anxiety comes out as a lot of crankiness um and then and here's the hard part as a submissive if our rule is i must always speak to you respectfully nothing has tested that rule more than me being burnt out and stressed and exhausted and you know, mm-hmm. disconnected from what I, we're trying to do and just wanting to be anywhere else doing anything else yeah. uh how do you think i started an etsy shop in the middle of all this mm-hmm. i actually disconnect by working on something i'm gonna go build something i'm gonna go mm-hmm. not be involved with these things that i perceive are the problem or that are bothering yeah. me and i'm gonna i'm going to cut off everybody and everything and go into a cave and just i work my way out of well, stress you know, every time. you know what it is and and it wasn't i think when it really started hitting me what was going on was during your recovery from the surgery <laughs> you got a little taste didn't you or a big, well, big fat taste a big old lick a bite uh this metaphor's gone off the rails i'm sorry yeah <laughs> sometimes and I, I think it's hard to see the forest for the trees. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
you know, because you, you get in that, it, it, it was a crazy cycle for me because it's like, I know I got to get this stuff done. The, the, you know, things have to, to keep going. We, we have to eat, we have to clean clothes, you know, we, we have to earn money and, and so on and so on. But then on the other hand, it was like, well, why am I bothering? Nobody cares. If I cook, nobody, you know. Nobody's going to notice. No, nobody's going to. We were definitely going to notice. Yeah. But, you know, that's the, that's you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't matter if I cook because no one's going to care. All they're going to do is complain about the meal. They don't want to eat. They don't want, you know, so why am I bothering? That's another thing about stress, which is a thing about burnout. We latch on. Like, we could have heard 10 really good things and one negative thing. Now, this is a human nature mm-hmm. thing across the board. Yeah. But in the yeah. middle of this kind of moment, it would not have mattered when you were at the height of that, that we had complimented you on 85% of the meals. There would have been a complaint about a couple of those meals that nobody wanted to fucking eat, including you. <laughs> and the stressed out brain is going to remember that. Is going to let Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody likes what I make. Well, that's not often actually true it's not really right. accurate but there's all this overwhelm and mm-hmm. exa- and all the thing all of the things right so i agree with all of that i'm i'm one i see it now you're right you do do all of that and two i yes same um i think if like in a power exchange it's actually sometimes it's certainly easier to notice what your partner's doing you might not see what you're doing mm-hmm. if you can be in the the mental space to have a conversation, a, a raw, honest conversation about, I see what you're doing is, mm-hmm. are you going through burnout? Are you in a high street? Like if you don't honestly know, and I'm going to be like, how much are y'all communicating if you don't actually know, but that's okay. It happens. But then also be willing and prepared to listen to your partner go. And I, here's what I see you doing because yeah, it's very easy to completely mm-hmm. miss how we're behaving as an individual and, yeah. and focus on what the other's doing. Um, in kink, like not in a, a power exchange relationship, a, a back and forth kind of committed relationship, but maybe you're burnt out by kink and kink activities and the BDSM community and you just don't want any fucking part of it. Pay attention to those feelings of disgust, uh, annoyance, mm-hmm. dread, that is, those feelings are real and they are valid and they're coming from a place. Maybe they're coming from a place of you misunderstood something or it's, you know, stress that has eased, but your mind hasn't caught up to it. Like whatever it might be, that's real. Like I know a lot of people, I'm this, this way, I'll feel a way about something and then I'll spend a whole bunch of time gaslighting myself to, to explain away the feeling and how I can't really be feeling that or I shouldn't be feeling that Eh, I'm feeling a way I got to go explore it and figure out where it's coming from. What's causing it? Is there anything I can do about it? Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. So, um, getting in tune with yourself and learning about, you know, really looking at your feelings and maybe where they're coming from and what you're feeling and trying to put words to it, I think is really valuable in a relationship. Sometimes it helps if, if you can handle hearing it, giving each other that feedback. Here's what yeah. I'm seeing from you. Here's what, how mm-hmm. it's the, the most arguments we've gotten into have been, uh, from, from the stress of the last half of the year. Yes. The last big argument was post-surgery. It was in the new year, but I think we were still dealing with some of the remnants of everything. Cause if I recall, Absolutely. we had just talked about your burnout. We yeah. had just, so things were, 
changing for you, but nothing mm-hmm. had been, quote, fixed. Fixed yet, right. yes. Okay, so then finally, let's talk about what to do about it. Now, we have been, accidentally, I thought this was going to be mm. more uh, compartmentalized. We have been talking about a lot of it. So the first one I start out with is complete the stress cycle. Deal with the feelings of stress, even if you have no control over the actual mm-hmm. stressor. Um, and that are, those are the tips, again, outlined in the book, very first chapter of, you know, do the muscle clench and relax, go for a walk, uh, hug a person you genuinely care about, laugh. Laughter is a great way to let your body and brain know, wait, we're not actually being chased by lions anymore, thanks. Um, tons and tons of, of options here. In a kink world, if you have the capacity for it, the desire for it, you know, a kink activity. Mm. Why, I mean, think about it. We have talked about many times in the past. This is true for me. I know it's true for many people. If you're into like impact and spanking, spankings can be therapeutic. Getting my ass beat can certainly relieve some stress, right? Like (laughs) I feel a lot fucking better. Uh, Orgasms can be a way, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's, there are lots of things that you can do. So even as the stressor is out of your control or just not, there's a thing that just exists the stress you're feeling, we have to complete that cycle. And what I, what there's another part of the reason I cried reading that chapter is they said that the more you complete that cycle, like stress builds up in your body. So Mm -hmm. you can still be feeling the effects of stress that happened months and years ago. And I was reading this realizing that I do not often complete the stress cycle. And yes, I'm probably still carrying a lot of gunk from many, many years ago. They're like, the more you do things that complete the cycle, more you rid your body of residual stress. And I was like, okay, "Okay, that means there's hope for me. (laughs) And then I cried, okay, I cried. The other uh, thing that they talk about doing is figure out if you should give up or persist. And sometimes the answer is you give up. I've quit jobs, I've quit relationships, I've quit people. Mm -hmm. Like I had a friendship that I literally had to quit because yeah. Too Sometimes much. there really is no other option. Right. And that to me is probably the hardest thing. Is it time to quit? Is it time to give up? And I, for me, it goes back to, and this is a very difficult thing for me. It goes back to my feelings and acknowledging my feelings without adding judgment to them. Meaning yeah. this is how I feel. And then shutting up the part of the voice that goes comma, but you should feel this way, like not listening to that part mm-hmm. of it. I, I think the hard part, and, and this is something I, I went through in my younger years, is it's hard to give give up sometimes because you don't, you have this thing, oh, I, I, I can't quit. I got to keep going. If I just keep going, it's going to be okay. And I've put in all this time and I've put in all yeah. this money and I've put in all mm-hmm. this energy. Those, those are called sunk costs, by the way. Yeah. So, you know, you, you have to come to kind of a terms. If you sit there and you think about, well, what would it mean if I, if I gave this thing up at this point? Mm-hmm. And if it come, if, if it come back that you, you know, first thought, Oh man, I would take such a weight off my shoulder. You know, make me, I, I'd, I'd be happier. Relief, you know, relief, re- relief is usually a very common re- relief. Feeling, thank yeah. you. You know, so there's kind of your answer. You know, yeah, and I think it's personality too. So my personality <clears throat> is, I will keep going until I just can't anymore. I, 
I should have. Everybody who knew me says, you should have divorced that motherfucker Mm -hmm. within the first like year of marriage. And I stayed in the marriage for nine years. Now I don't regret that because hi, I wouldn't have two great kids if I had stayed. But like people on the outside will tell you what they think you need to do. You have to be able to live with your decisions. The job, I stayed that at that job for seven fucking hmm. years and mate was making decent money at the end for where I lived and what the job was and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, for me, I, I'm the type of person that I'll hit a wall and I'll go, it's when I stop caring, that's my sign. If I stop caring hmm. about the place or the person and I, honey, you, if you get caught on fire, I'm not gonna pee on you to, put it out that's how much i don't care (laughs) that's not a healthy level of not caring by the way but that's how i back then especially before i had more experience and more confidence in myself that was how i knew i'm done i've i've done everything i can do i've tried all the things i know to try i don't want to and don't have to and i'm not willing to try anymore do you have to go all the way to that point i don't think so Mm -hmm. i don't go that far now one i speak up two I start looking for outs a lot sooner. I got burnt out from the writing work I was doing, the freelance work I was doing, um, easily a year before I lost that gig. Now, had I been more aggressive, I probably could have gotten myself out of it sooner. Those are lessons learned the hard way kind of situation. Um, and will I do work that I don't doesn't fulfill me and can lead to burnout if I think it'll pay the mortgage? Yes, I will. I will do things. I'll do hard things, right? Just to take care of life and my responsibilities. But I'm a lot more aware and also I can think about a lot of my feelings without judgment. Not always, not every time. That Mm -hmm. is a hard skill to learn because like we said earlier, you gotta like fight through a lot of your own like mental gunk to do that. All the times you were told you were wrong, all the gaslighting you've gone through, you've gone through any trauma you've gone through, you know, bad relationships, you know, moments where you didn't trust your judgment and you're like looking back and you're like, oh shit, moments where you did trust your judgment and you were mistaken. Like there's a lot to work through to get to a point where you can just feel your feeling and go, okay, that means something. And I'm, mm-hmm. I can just acknowledge it without judgment. It's work. Um, after all this time, I feel when burnout is coming on much, much sooner, which means I can do something about it in things that really matter to me, like our power exchange, I was never gonna let burnout be what fucked us up. We were gonna deal with it real, real quick, Mm -hmm. as quickly as we could. Um, Now in hindsight, having the few weeks to sit down and be still, I'm like, oh shit, I need more times to sit down and be still. That's not something I need to seek my dom's permission for, it's something I have to give myself permission for, okay? So knowing whether to quit or persist is a difficult one. They talk about it a lot here in the book, highly recommend. Um, but that's one of the things that you do about burnout. And then the, the third one is you find meaning. And if you mm. cannot find meaning in what you're doing, then why are you doing it? It's gonna lead to burnout. And maybe you're not doing the thing that you need to be doing. And how can you extricate, ex, extricate? Ex, extricate. I said that right, right? From, from the situation. So in our case, there's deep meaning for us in our power exchange. It's how we best relate to one another. It's a relationship style we want to maintain we don't want to let go of um we are willing to keep working on it and in it and with it um and it is still meaningful to us in uh in a kink sense outside of power exchange Mm -hmm. if your bdsm community has done you so dirty that you can see find no meaning in it if you're not finding meaning or joy in the activities anymore 
It's okay to not do those things. The other thing to remember is if we stop doing a thing in order to get ourselves out of burnout and to deal with burnout, yeah. we, you know, we have lost meaning for this thing. We and and we don't want to do it anymore and we give up. That does not mean we can't come back to it later or we can't try it in a different way later. Mm-hmm. We will grow as people over the time we take off. We will learn new things about life and ourselves and kink and whatever. And it's possible that a few months, a few years down the road, you come at BDSM kink power exchange from a completely different perspective, completely different mindset, and then you do different things. And then you can avoid the burnout. Ending a thing because we are burnt the fuck out does not mean we can never start the thing again Mm -hmm. later when we are no longer burnt out. Well, here's here's what's funny with me, just to kind of, you know, bring this around a little bit. Um, you know, our DS wasn't the cause of the burnout, mm-hmm. but it was affected by the burnout. Yes. And, you know, for, for us, the burnout was caused by the dumpster fire that was 21. Mm-hmm. And, and now, in retrospect, looking back on that, with all the chaos that was in our life and and the things that were out of our control mm-hmm. I know for me because of all that chaos I let the one thing begin to slip that I did have control over mm-hmm. RDS I'm going to say now because it's safe to say it now during in the time that this yeah. was happening I watched you feeling completely out of control right and I, I recognize the signs in you. And mm-hmm. I know how you get when you feel out of control. And there was a lot that you were out of control of. And yeah. had been since March of 2020. Thank you very much. And I kept saying, <laughs> I I get, I, I feel like this is coming from a place of you feeling out of control. And you would kind of acknowledge it. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hi. One place you got a lot <coughs> of control. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. You weren't ready to hear me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I just want to point out that mm-hmm, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if you are going through burnout, power exchange, kink, otherwise, just read this book, Burnout, mm-hmm. The Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle. Emily Nagoski, Amelia Nagoski. The links to buy the book on Amazon or bookshop.org if you don't like to shop on Amazon are in the places. Um, burnout is not doesn't have to be forever. Burnout is not a failure. Um, burnout is not permanent. Uh, yes, it can happen in your kink life. I think that's mm-hmm. the most important part. I think most of us are like, oh, yeah, I recognize burnout. Even if you didn't have the word for it, you're like, yeah, yeah, I recognize that feeling. Oh, I've had that job. I've been there. And it, I think it's hard for people sometimes to think, wait, but I, I'm, I'm really into my kink life and I really enjoy my power exchange or my BDSM community or what I do in kink. How could that possibly burn me out? Oh, let us count the ways as we have <laughs> for more than an hour, almost right. an hour and a half. Um, do you have anything else you would like to add about burnout? Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a really massive topic and I almost worried I didn't have enough to say. And then apparently I had too much. Uh, could we come back to this again? I'm sure we could in yeah. ways without realizing it. We've tackled a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. uh, of burnout before. We've talked about yeah. gratitude. We've talked about teamwork. We've mm-hmm. talked, God knows mm-hmm. we talk about communication all the fucking time. Uh, every time I rant about, 
you know, not so great relationships. And I'm like, why do you keep doing the same thing over and over again? If it's not serving you, that is apparently me talking about burnout there too. (laughs) So, um, a lot of the lessons of what to do about burnout and how to prevent it and how to fix it are things that you may already be doing and just haven't applied to this thing in your life. And I think it's because burnout often comes with a bit of its own baggage of Mm -hmm. I'm failing or I'm not keeping up my end of a bargain or aren't I supposed to like this thing? I thought I liked this thing. One time I loved this thing or I agreed to do this thing. I gave, I committed to this. And so we put a lot of judgment on ourselves for how we're feeling when let me go back to your feelings are your feelings. They should be judgment free. They just exist. It's what you do about them that ultimately matters a lot. Burnout is not a failing or a failure. It is a sign that there's too much or not enough of something. And if you're experiencing burnout on a thing that you're like, I I don't want to be burnout on this. I don't want to be burnout on my power exchange. I don't want to be burnout on kink. Mm -hmm. It's time to explore. What can you do about it? If you're burnout on a thing you can't get away from, you have to keep doing that thing. Your job, right? You need to pay the bills then it's okay, how can I manage the the symptoms? What do I have control over? What don't I have control over? What can I do to get my ass out of here yeah. in a way that doesn't leave me like sleeping out of my car? Um, so we, we have more options when we're going mm-hmm. through burnout than we realize, but also it's natural and it's gonna happen. Yeah. And good Lord, y'all, we've been living through a plague for two fucking years. If you're not burnt out yet, I'm frankly really impressed with it and I'm glad you have that kind of life. <laughs> but also when, you know, life decides to go, you know who I'm going to fuck with today? That guy right there and throws it all at you. You know, yeah. responding with some level of burnout, I don't know how you don't and it's mm-hmm. okay. And also everything, the what how do you always say the only constant is Change, change isn't permanent, but change is. is right. The only yeah. constant in our life is that things will change. Right. Hopefully for the better, yeah. <laughs> things will yeah. change. So wherever you're at right now in your burnout, it does it won't be this way forever. But there's mm-hmm. things you can do to help yourself. Yeah. And help your relationships, and help the people you care about. True. And true. Like by reading this book, burnout is all I'm saying. <laughs> I very rarely am reading a book and going before I've even finished it. I'm definitely reading this again definitely reading this again okay Mm. so that's uh that's that on that Mm. uh and and yeah links to everything in the in in the places show Mm. notes for podcast description box for youtube Mm -hmm. uh i guess we'll do a bonus section because if i don't uh do the potential promised rant which i don't know if it'll be a rant Mm. but we'll see uh people will be very disappointed okay so okay are we good i don't know you don't know Keep it kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? You're supposed to wait till after I stop writing my numbers. No, I, I, I wait until you actually get the number and know what you're going to write. That way there's not awkward silence for the people watching on YouTube. Um, podcast listeners, you probably wouldn't hear it, but poor YouTube folks are just staring at us, staring at you. 
We're all staring at you. It's awkward. I don't do well with awkward silences. Let them stare. <laughs> I'm writing my numbers and that I need to do what I do. I know, but like, we're, we're here to entertain and educate, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll do my entertainment bit like I'm doing right now. I'm sure somebody is amused by this. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Please may I talk to the crickets? Go ahead. You are well and truly done writing your numbers now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what's weird? I'm pretty sure I was quote ranty through that, but I was it wasn't the same emotional release rant. Like I didn't get pissed off. It no, it wasn't like a, a I was passionate. It was a passionate rant. It was a something. It was a, a low-key passionate rant. And my stomach's growling the whole fucking time. Not going to lie, before we started recording slash streaming, mm-hmm. I was already thinking about what I'm going to eat when we're done. Because <laughs> I do not eat before because I'm usually doing stuff I eat after we're done. Yeah. You eat before or he would be no, angry. and Nobody wants to see me here. So, uh, let me... Uh, tell you a quick little story okay. and on that note yeah I'm you're gonna yes excuse me a second folks so this is wednesday the day that this is being recorded tuesday evening we got to go be proud band parents the oldest had a band a concert band quote festival so all of the high school bands in the county there are eight of them huh, uh got together it's about a week or so before a competition that they have and they were playing a couple of their concert pieces that they're going to compete at the competition um so the parents could hear so they get some feedback from like pretend judges kind of deal sort of like a dress rehearsal for this competition and we are going to a different school than we usually go to for this and we're and this is our focus and it's our whole evening we're gonna be proud band parents and i'm in the car because i don't riding because i don't drive jb drives it's a control thing and and i don't mind and i'm checking email as we're pulling into the school and i see an email of a twitter dm and and it's somebody i recognize i know and then they go is this you and i'm like wait what 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 and i couldn't see the picture i'm like shit i gotta get into twitter i don't have twitter on my phone though because it is not good for my mental health thank you very much it's better for me to check it from a desktop when i'm sitting at my computer and i'm in work mode and so then i can kind of i'm less stressed about it i don't keep it on my phone anymore but i needed to i was like we need to see what this is what because it was it was that message and then there was another message then there was another message and i was like oh shit what's going on and so i Twitter is on JB's phone. I'm like, JB, can I see your phone? Yeah, yeah. I look. Somebody has messaged us with a screenshot of, is this you? And there was somebody on Twitter for however long, I think like 10 minutes apparently, because I got their asses off. Thank you very much. Pretending to be us. And you know, on Twitter, we're at Living BDSM, which makes my, my heart happy because that's our fucking name and it's our handle. I don't hate it. Th- whoever these people were, the handle was at BDSM Loving and the number one. Like, first of all, that just made my my eyes hurt and my heart hurt. My eyes bleed and my heart hurt. Um, but they had our Loving BDSM banner. They had our logo. They even kind of had our tagline of we help uh, Kingsters have happy, healthy power exchange relationships. Uh, it, it looked like us. And they were following all kinds of people who, not knowing this wasn't us, were following them back. And then this is how the person who DM'd us knew it was not us. They were sent that person a DM that said, serve me, slave. So first of all, I just hope anybody who can hear the sound of my voice 
knows that if an account that looks like ours, but is not like our normal handle, ever send you a DM like that, that's not us. Or we've been kidnapped and we're like trying to put out a desperate call for help, but that was not us. So I asked that person to report them, block them, report them. I reported them. Um, all y'all I'm doing this while we are standing in the auditorium, trying to get in to go sit down. And we were 15 minutes late for the performance. And when we got in to the auditorium, there were literally no seats for us to sit in. And I'm still dealing with Twitter because I'm like, oh, we're gonna deal with this. Then I'm posting a screenshot to our Twitter to go, this ain't us. If, you know, if they followed you and you're like, oh, maybe this is, you know, Loving BDSM's backup account. No, the fuck it isn't. Like, I didn't say that, but that was my attitude. <laughs> when I checked this morning, their account had already been suspended. There were enough people like reported them as like, this ain't a real account. But I was like, and I asked the person jokingly who let us know, I was like, does this mean we're like famous or something? <laughs> like, are we a big deal? Cause somebody's impersonating us. A couple people asked why, I don't fucking know. Our Twitter account, even though it's mostly ignored, sorry, I'm just not doing a lot on Twitter. It's a decent size and I'm sure they thought, oh, I'll pretend to be that big account. A bunch of people will follow me, then I'll spam the fuck out of them apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the weirdest part of that was I was at a high school in the auditorium. Yeah. We're trying to get our tickets in exchange and get <laughs> programs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's all solved it was fine it was Mm -hmm. fine it was all i wasn't even for once i was very proud of me i was not panicked i was like annoyed i was like i don't have time for this i'm trying to be a mom right now (laughs) i'd like to go hear very well-meaning students who are not as good as my kid play their musical instrument thank you very much (laughs) uh i know this will sound like a complete parental brag but sometimes brags are factually accurate the 16 year olds concert band was the best band of the night factually factually they were the best band of the night (laughs) other people forgot how tempos work they forgot how notes work what is being in tune we don't know her the kids band got it all they were very they they were were very good they were very good yes so (laughs) um I did practice my, this morning, pre-coffee. I'm not gonna go into the story cause it's, I'm not trying to like be mean to anybody. So I'm not gonna do that. But um, a person emailed and something, emailed me and something about the way they emailed me with the emoji that they used, like set my teeth on edge, like my jaw clenched. And I wanted to go, who the fuck do you think you are? First of all, no version of me in any part of the metaverse would say that, okay? like. Mm-mm. I'd be afraid of the version of me that would actually say that. But normal <laughs> me in this timeline, in this part of the universe, usually just goes, acts like it wasn't said, something wasn't said and just doesn't respond to that part and responds to like the meat of this was the question or whatever. And this time I both answered the question that was being asked and professionally and politely pushed back. Mm-mm. Like what I wanted to say was don't come at me with a fucking shrug emoji. What the fuck? But I didn't. I just said, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to know. I was very proud of me. Normally I'm like head in sand, just pretend Mm -hmm. I didn't see a Mm -hmm. thing that annoyed me. I don't do confrontation. I don't do 
I don't do a, I'm not, I, yeah, I know somebody's gonna laugh and I go, I'm not assertive. I know here <laughs> with the mic and all the distance that is our internet to your internet, I'm pretty assertive. <laughs> but one-on-one -on -one with strangers, no, 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 no. Not unless you're harming somebody I care about. But I was, I was very proud of myself and I did it without coffee. I know. Which is actually the most dangerous time for me to respond to anything. Because me pre-coffee does not know how to put words together and is cranky. <laughs> and so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that. That was that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Have you got anything? I've, I've just been keeping on, keeping on. Um, I, I had recently, I mean recently but um kind of dove into the agents of shield mm, i can't i mean i'm, I'm kind of on tv and uh barely through the first season only find out it's going away on netflix yeah netflix. february 28th yeah it's kind of like why even bother but yeah. also i need you to at least finish the first season i know i know because I, yeah. there's been twist after twist and i'm like wait how is this season going to end? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm kind of not, I'll watch it when it's on and I'll get into an individual episode, but I don't care about it once you turn it off. I'm like, I mm -hmm. don't need. Yeah. And, and the other night, because so many people have been talking about it and I've been seeing it in so many places, um, watched the first two episodes of Peacemaker. Five minutes was enough for me. I was like, okay, I'm not interested. And yeah, it, um, it, it just, didn't mm -mm. Mm -mm. didn't do it for me. I couldn't. Mm -mm. Our TV watching has really slowed down lately, yeah. though. It really has. Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but no, no. It's also like we were kind of on a a groove of oh, you mean there's a stopping point in our day, and then we sit down on the couch with our dog mm. and our you know blankets and get all cozy and watch right. something and like actually relax. What? And, mm. Yeah. <laughs> That was Christmas us. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That was our, the Christmas version of ourselves. Right. Silent Wing in live chat says uh, that she's been enjoying the in-shop Instagram videos lately for the ah. Kinkery. Yes. We uh, mm -hmm. went through a dry patch of you were busy prepping products. You weren't right. giving me new product to take pictures of. And I was bored of everything I'd been taking pictures <laughs> of. And so I went, you know what? We're just going to do reels. And uh, yeah, yeah, I've been getting you to like actually talk to the camera. Mm -hmm. Right. We've got one that's what is an evil stick? Because a lot of people right. ask. The most recent one over at the Kinkery, the Kinkery on Instagram, if you're if you're not aware, um, answers a question we get a lot of. What's a, what's a good paddle for a beginner? Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to get more video of you actually doing the thing. And then I have to speed it up because <sighs> watching you cut a handle, just to cut the handle out on the scroll saw, the act of doing it was over three minutes. I sped, oh, wow. okay. yeah, I sped that bad boy up for the, the video on Instagram. Um, my favorite part, and I didn't realize it until later, is because you wear your earbuds. They're noise canceling, which yeah. is good because of the equipment. All the, all the tools, yeah. Right, tool but noise. you're listening to music. Yeah. And you knew you were, you obviously knew I was there, I had a camera on you. Mm -hmm. So I know normally you would sing out loud, you just have a concert in the shop. Yeah. What you did, and I accidentally caught a little 
put it on cameras. You're sawing away to yourself, aware you have an audience, so you don't belt out the tune, but you mouth the tune. I was tune. mouthing okay. And I realized <laughs> that off in the corner of the screen, your mouth is moving. <laughs> and at first I was like, is he trying to say it? And then I realized the music. And so the then music. I, I was like, oh, this is also a good time to change that camera angle and get closer to the pattern. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we're trying yeah. to, to have fun on Instagram. I've... Uh, um, yeah, mu- musically with with in the shop, I, <laughs> I I told her this the other day, and she was just like, "You're doing what?" Um, I know some of you know Rush is like my all-time favorite band. Oh my God, it is, it is. And and I have started um, while working from beginning to end their entire disc- discography. And how many albums? Um, I believe if I counted correctly with um, studio and live albums, it's like 27. And so I asked, I'm like, okay, I, I have thought about that for a couple of artists I like, and maybe I'll go just listen to all their music. I'm like, so you take a break in between the albums, like a palate cleanser of just something, right? Not no. on purpose, no, I just go <laughs> right into the next one. I was like, that. That's both a lot and a commitment. That's a commitment. That, mm, okay, enjoy your rush. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> so yeah, just just more of more of the same old, same old. Yeah, with, with the mm. odd weird thing in the middle. And clearly, we're still recovering from t- the the trauma that was 2021, because <laughs> we can't stop talking about it. Right? <laughs> we're yeah. working through it in real time. We probably need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've known that to be true for all of yeah. us. Well. Yeah, yeah. So, anything else? Uh, I I don't think so. I I think I that think that's, that's enough. pretty much. I really yeah, thought today's Ella's, Ella's crying in the background. I'm yeah. not sure if the mics are picking it up. Um, I really thought this week's episode. I'm like, we'll be done talking about burnout in like 45 minutes. I've got to stop thinking those thoughts. I'm wrong yeah, every did. time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, here we are doing mm-hmm, our thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And we're gonna go now, which mm-hmm. was exciting because I can eat some lunch. <laughs> There you go. And drink my Sprite Zero that's in the fridge, calling my name. <laughs> so, um, thank you all for being here. Thank you all mm-hmm. for staying to the bitter end. Um, hopefully, the discussion on burnout was helpful, in enlightening, illuminating, hell, just pointing you to a good resource on how to deal with it. Maybe that's the, the best thing we could have done for some somebody out there. Yeah. Um, happy to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye.